I gave up Christmas morning with them uh, so that I could spend Christmas night with my whole family, with my parents, my sister and her family and my girls. And that became tradition. And I had to let go of the fact that my girls' Christmas memories were not going to look like my memories. What was important was that they had their own beautiful traditions and great Christmas memories. Without Fear of Her Future podcast is for women who are passionately pursuing financial freedom, using multiple streams of income and real estate to accomplish their goals. We are here to empower you to be brave, dream big, and design a life that you love. I'm your co-host, Tracy Todd, founder of the Women's Real Estate Investors Network and author of the book, Without Fear of Her Future. And I'm Melissa Baker, a real estate investor and fitness coach specializing in turning properties from drab to fab. I'm here to help motivate and inspire you to build your dream life because, girl, you deserve it. Welcome to another episode of Without Fear of Her Future. We're thrilled you've joined us today as we discuss meaningful ways to nurture family bonds and reclaim the true meaning of Christmas through time-honored traditions. Let's dive into some heartwarming stories and ideas for creating magical holidays that will be cherished for generations. I was so excited we were going to be talking about this today, Teresa. Uh, Christmas traditions, the true reason for this season. I absolutely, I mean, I know a lot of people love the holidays. I love the holidays. So let's start out by you sharing one of your most cherished family holiday traditions growing up and and talk about how it shaped you. Well, I want to talk about uh, traditions that I have had more with my kids and um, so, so I love this. Uh, you know, I have three grown sons, 10 grand kiddos, but, um, since they have all, they've been married now for a while. And so, you know, that changes things. You, you have to share holidays <laughs> with the in-laws, mm-hmm. you know? So, but um, all three of my daughter-in-laws have amazing families. And so something that we just started doing is I said, Hey, you keep your traditions with your family which is typically around Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. And so they have always kept those traditions. And we have Christmas either the weekend before or the weekend after. But I want you to hear what words I just said, because this is what's exciting to me. (laughs) A weekend. We do a whole two days. We don't just do a few hours. All of my kids will come to my house and stay for two days. They all spend the night. Um, and we all cook together. We do breakfast together. We play tons of games. We are a game playing family. It's loud. It's crazy. It's messy. Mm. Um, we open presents. I mean, just that alone can take hours. And so then we'll get up and we'll do breakfast the next day. And then uh, of course, all the kids are playing with their gifts. And so I literally cannot wait for Christmas uh, because I get, I know that I get to spend two days with my family. So Um, which is, you know, and I think that that came easy for me to share my holidays with my, you know, my, my daughter-in-law's families because my, you know, my, my husband and I, the the boy's dad were divorced. And so they would, every other Christmas, they got to spend time with them. So I just learned to not get all emotionally attached to the day. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter when you celebrate, Mm -hmm. you know, Christmas, it doesn't have to be on the day. Um, so I just learned, Hey, listen, 
take what days that you can get and make the most out of it. So, of course, when they all started getting married, I was like, hey, let's just make this easy. You Instead of trying to make your kids go spend half a day here or there or making them feel guilty, it was easier for me to say, hey, you keep what you've always done. Just give me two days out of your life, the week before or <laughs> yeah. the week after, and it's worked out wonderfully. I love that you say that. Um, my my girl's dad and, are, and I are divorced as well, and we were from the time they were really, really small. And their Christmases don't look anything like mine did as a, as a kid. As a kid, I, you know, my mom and dad, I'd wake up with them, <clears throat> go to grandparents' houses, and we had all the things. And my girls, I really, um, for, for reasons, I gave up Christmas morning with them uh, so that I could spend Christmas night with my whole family, with my parents, yes. my sister and her family, and my girls. And that became tradition, and I had to let go of the fact that my girls' Christmas memories were not going to look like my memories. Yes. What was important was that they had their own beautiful traditions and yes. great Christmas memories. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I think that that is a decision that we have to make because let's just face it, we live in a time where there's a lot of blended families and there's Lots. a lot of... And so we have to be willing to do what's best for our kids and not hold on to like, you know, a memory or just maybe even being selfish because um, this isn't the time for that. It's Christmas. And so let's just let there be joy everywhere. (laughs) Let's let there be all the, you know, forgiveness and joy and peace. And let's just celebrate it when we can. Yes. Yes. I I love that. So good. Well, what about some of your most cherished family traditions? So we have a tradition in my family that started even back when my mom was a young girl. My grandparents started it. It's called the mystery gift. And what we do is when you, you know, at Christmas, we each write down on a piece of paper. It has to be the same size paper too. Exactly the same. Okay. So it's fair. (laughs) Um, you write down your most memorable moment of the year. Now this gets really hard, you know, sometimes, but it it was a way for my grandmother and then my mom and Nami to keep track of the important events of a year, you know, graduations, weddings, births of the babies, that kind of thing. And so you write down your most memorable moment. They're all folded up and put into a basket. The baby, whoever's the youngest gets to pick out uh, the winner and the winner goes in it went in my peepaw's pocket. Now it goes into my dad's pocket, and that's the winner. And then we go through and we read everyone's most memorable moment of the year and kind of um, rehash it. A yes, bit. yes. We Aww. look back at the year and all the amazing things that the Lord does throughout the year. And then the winner, you know, is the last one that's read and you know gets gets the gift. And the gift in our family is typically a quilt. <laughs> Which I know doesn't always sound exciting, but I tell you what, even the grandkids get so excited about a new quilt. Aww. It's kind of funny. Um, but that's one of my most treasured ones that's because my, my mom has my grandmother's books that go back to the, to the 60s with these memories. Oh. And so my mom has continued that tradition throughout oh the years. Oh my gosh, that is yeah. so good. So, well, I might steal that. I do it. Steal yeah. it. It's so great. I love that tradition. I, I plan to keep it going definitely with my kids. I and I love, love sharing it. it with others because it's such a fun way of reflecting on the year. I, I, well, and you have another, you have some great ones. I want you to share the other, the gifts that you give your girls oh, every year. Yes. So I started this again. I mentioned earlier, me and my ex-husband and I divorced when the girls were really, really small. And um, my lifestyle changed quite a bit. Um, 
Money was tight. Money was tight as a single mom. Um, he did well. He, he, I mean, give him credit. He built a beautiful business and, and did really well. And so the girls got a lot of gifts at his house. And I knew as a single mom, I, I couldn't compete with that. Mm. I didn't want to compete because yeah. I wanted my girls to really understand the true meaning of Christmas. So the first Christmas that uh, it was just me and my girls, I decided, you know, there were three wise men that came, you know, when Jesus was born and they brought three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So I decided that I would give them a gift that represents each of the gifts that Christ got on his birth. So their gold gift is always their one thing that they want. It doesn't always have to be expensive, but as they've gotten older, they've gotten more expensive. (laughs) But, you know, the one thing that they really, really want, that's their gold gift. Um, Their frankincense gift, so frankincense was an oil that was used as a as a perfume or to create incense. Mm-hmm. And so I'd get them something fragrant, a bath and body works type stuff. As they got older, I would get them a new perfume, oh, um, candles, that kind of thing. And then their myrrh gift, um, myrrh was an oil that has deep spiritual roots to it. It is, it is an oil that they used um, on Jesus when they buried Jesus. They used it in burials. And again, deep spiritual roots to it. And so their myrrh gift is always something spiritual. So they get a Bible or a devotional, something like that. And there did come a time after a few years of doing this that they had the kids' Bibles, they had some devotionals, and there was one one Christmas I remember money was just especially tight. And I was trying to get creative with what was I going to do. And someone had given me um, tickets to Holiday in the Park, the Six, oh, Fla- Six Flags. Yeah. So I decided that that was going to be their myrrh gift, yes. was going to be quality time together at yes. Six Flags. And so I gifted that. And I tell you what, I took them to Six Flags for a full day, and the three of us had the best time and made some of the best memories. Yes. And so now their myrrh gift, it might be a devotional or a Bible or something like that, but I also do um, adventures yes. or events or something with them. And that's my girls have always gotten three gifts from me and they continue to get that three gifts amazing. from me. That is amazing. I know that that is going to just ignite something in some of our, our listeners. Well, I know that know, there's some mamas out there that want to pick a, that tradition yeah, up. And I know, you know, as a kid, I got a lot of gifts, especially my grandmother loved to spoil us. My grandmother raised four boys. So when my sister and I came along, there were some girls and she was so excited. Um, but Christmas doesn't have because it's not about the gifts. You know, let's yes. ground ourselves in what we're truly celebrating. Exactly. We're celebrating our Savior, yes. the Savior of the world. Yes. You know, and that is worth, um, you know, the, the gifts don't really, they're fun. Everybody mm-hmm. loves to get gifts. Yes. But let's let's keep the meaning of Christmas there. And I feel like this is, that was my way of doing it with my girls. I love it. I love it. I love it. One of the things that um, we used to do, we haven't done this in a while. I need to bring this back is um, everyone would have to, on Christmas, you know, whenever one of the evening before we open presents, everyone would have to do something. They could read something. They could sing something. We would do like the 12 days of Christmas where yeah. everybody sings one of the... Um, and it was so much fun. We would laugh our heads off because... Um, none of us can sing, but we would try and maybe, or you would do some kind of a skit, just anything. And so some people would pair up, maybe two or three of the kids would do something, or maybe a couple would do mm-hmm. something anyway. And we did that for three or four years and we haven't done it. So just listening to you, I need, I need to bring that back. Yeah. And, yeah. um, 
So, yeah. so what's something that you're going to do this year um, and this holiday season to nurture some some hope and some peace and well, faith with your family? This year, I don't I don't think I have looked forward to a Christmas um, as I am this year in in such a long time. Just because, as you know, I just had three new grandbabies. You got three little three reasons. little grand. I mean, they are at Christmas. They're going to be about six months. Wait. Not just three grandbabies, three granddaughters. Three granddaughters. So I have 10 grandkids, <laughs> 10 grandkids. But just in the last few months, I have had three new granddaughters. We're calling it the Todd Trio. And so they're going to be just tiny little babies. But oh my mm. gosh, the bows and the, all of the things. And then every year from here on out, it's just going to get more and more fun with these three little darlings and dressing them alike and, and all of that. But um Equally, just all of my kids, you know, I already mentioned that they come here and I have a bunk room that all of the kids, you know, hang out in and sleep and sleep in. And so I'm just super excited. I do have to share um, your gifts are so much more thought provoking than mine are. (laughs) Um, So I had three boys growing up yeah, and exactly two years apart. And they were really like triplets. They all loved sports. They were, you know, so they would typically get... The exact same three gifts every. I mean, what you know, they all got the exact same gifts. On occasion, one of them wanted something that mm-hmm. the other ones didn't care about, but typically they all pretty much wanted the same things. So to this day, it is really funny. They know that all three of them are going to get the exact same thing, and so <laughs> our tradition is: is I, pa- I when when they get their gifts, they have to wait, and they all have to open it oh, at yeah. the same time. And you know they're all looking at each other, and it's like, okay, are we ready? And then it's a race. They want to see who's going to get it open <laughs> first, so that they can be the first one to to show it. Well, so it doesn't matter if it's a, you know, whatever it is, a, a shirt or one year I got them tasers. Oh, okay. gosh. oh my gosh, that was hilarious. <laughs> um, and I remember for the next forty five minutes, they were tasing each other. Oh goodness! And so yeah, our, our Christmases have gotten a little wild and crazy, crazy. but always full of fun and joy. We do another one that I've done with my girls that I started when they were really, really small. That's really fun. And I know a lot of people do it is Santa pictures. Hmm. And I did this, um, my oldest Morgan, she was born in September. So she was a tiny baby the first year, but I literally hunted down the same Santa for over 16 years. And I have Santa pictures with my girls for over 16 years with the same man. Wow. But what's funny is that they're older now and they're, they're 19 and 22. So they don't really, they're not into the Santa pictures, but now we do it because it was a, it was our date. We would go and we would do Santa pictures and then we would go have dinner. And that was just a tradition that we started and it's more time. So now that they're adults, it's just that extra date that I get with them at Christmas. But now instead of just the two of them in the Santa picture, it's all three of us. I love it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. You know what? all, All of this is about what we make it. It is. Is creating memories. It doesn't have to be. A, a ton of presents. It's right. about laughter and joy and spending time together and hanging yes. out and just making that a joyous time, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like right. for each family. I love it. I love it. Okay, so before we move on, Teresa, simple joys like baking cookies and telling stories by the tree, cuddling up in front of the fireplace. Why do these 
produce the stronger bonds and, and more so than any gift, right? Well, first of all, I love like reading the story because we're bringing it back to the reason for the season. Uh-huh. Um, and that's what it's all about because all of the presents and all of the other things are fantastic. But I think at some point we do have to, you know, have everybody sit down, whether you're reading out of Luke or, or yes. whatever you're doing to just remind all of us, hey, listen, um, we are all sitting here together celebrating that Jesus died on a cross for our sins. Right. And um, so that's that's what we're really celebrating. But I, when you bring, talk about, you know, baking cookies and all of those things, you know, I'm not a cook. So my <laughs> precious, I have these 10 grandkiddos and they will never have fond memories of baking cookies with, with this glamour because that's just not who I am. We're going to have to make other memories. But, you know, to this day, this is my boys do the cooking. Uh, all of us girls, now we help a little bit. We'll do some things, um, but mostly we are preparing everything. We do all the cleaning. And my three boys are all in the kitchen at Thanksgiving and Christmas, and they do all the cooking. Uh, not all, but they do 90% of the cooking, and we're just kind of there. And so that's another family tradition. That's great. I love that. It's yeah. funny that they, they're they cooks, and, and yet you weren't. I know. I think they developed it because uh, they, they got to. tired of Yeah. <laughs> Everything I made was burned, and it was, yeah. So they just said, uh, we can do this, Mom. We'll, we'll take over it. this. I love it. I love it. Yeah. You know, something else that I read, and, and I haven't done this, but I want to do this this year, is and and you can you can finish this off probably is that if you start on December first and read one chapter of Luke, by the time you hit Christmas Day, you will have read the entire account of oh. Christ's life. Oh, I love but that. I can't remember if it's his life or just the birth. I'd have to go back and look, but I think yeah. it's his life that okay. you would have read the entire. Um, and I love that I heard Let's that. Let's give it a try. Everything. Yeah. So yeah. start start on December first and just read one chapter a day. In I Luke. love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, those are Melissa and I's just memories and traditions. But we also ask um, my team, uh, the Rain Dream team, we ask some of the uh, Rain sisters yes. to share some of their traditions and stories. So uh, we want to conclude today by sharing a, a few of their unique holiday traditions. Um, so Heather uh, is one of our Rain students, and she celebrates Rack. Uh, it's an acronym for Random Acts of Christmas Kindness. Oh, I love that. I do too. So this tradition has been a part of her family since her children were young. And now as adults, they still choose acts of kindness together as a family each year. Isn't that amazing? That's a great tradition to pick up. Sarah introduced us to a unique tradition in her family known as the Bethlehem Picnic. Sarah said her family gathers under the Christmas tree, lays out blankets, enjoys a picnic together, and reads excerpts from the Christmas story from Luke 2. I love that. I love Mm -hmm. that. Kathy's family has a tradition of decorating a real tree with ornaments from all of the places they visited together. Kathy said this tradition is a fun way to reminisce about their travels and add new memories each year. You know, that does remind me, um, since I've... um, been married and started traveling as I'm older. That's something my husband and I have started doing. And that's a great idea. I love, I love that one, Kathy. That's a good one. I do too. Well, Roz fondly remembers her mom as the Christmas queen. I would think of my mom, I think too, as a Christmas Mm. queen. Um, She keeps her spirit alive by recreating her mom's favorite Southern recipes. We say that will not be happening in my family. (laughs) Ross says she also takes her family on a tour around their community to marvel at the festive Christmas decorations. 
That's a oh, good and one. that's I love to do that too. Uh, we will load up everybody in the car and go look at Christmas lights and go through the Santas, it's so fun. all of that. Yeah, love it. Yeah. And you got to have hot chocolate and all of the course things. you do. Tanya shared that her family gathers on Christmas Eve for a night of food, gift wrapping, and games. They play until laughter fills the room, and they can't find the strength to continue. Oh, that sounds like your family. It does. It does. <laughs> and Natalie said her favorite holiday tradition is setting up her Christmas village and having a gingerbread contest with her grandchildren. Oh. Great idea. Yeah. So many wonderful ideas that that our ladies can can hear. Okay, so now some of my team. Those are from some of the students. Let's hear um, from some of my team members. Well, Michelle says she cherishes a Cuban-American tradition of Noche Buena. Every Christmas Eve, her family gathers at her aunt's house for a traditional Cuban meal, Mm. which features, features dishes like pork, rice, beans, yucca, and a delectable cheesecake-style flan. Mmm, I might come on over to Michelle's house. That, that sounds, sounds fun. Well, Lily says her family has a different kind of Christmas tradition. Her family is known for its extravagant outdoor decorations, mm. including a Mary and Jesus statue fountain. Instead of the usual gift-giving and large dinner, they attend night church, watch the play, and visit an Asian buffet that they've been frequenting since Lily's childhood. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's very fun. Jess shared that her family celebrates Hanukkah. Their house is adorned with string lights, candles, and the Star of David snowflake chains. They make homemade donuts, latkes, applesauce, and write letters for their family, friends, neighbors, and community members. I hope that I pronounced that correctly. I love it. I love it. It sounds delicious. And Taylor said she holds two special Christmas traditions close to her heart. The first is the excitement and anticipation brought by opening a gift on Christmas Eve, a family tradition since her childhood. And the second is a noble act of feeding the homeless on Christmas morning, a bonding experience that brings her family together every year. That's a really good one. Since she said that, can we just stop for a minute? I know we had talked about some things that we each do at Christmas um, as far as giving back and service service things that we we really didn't talk about, yeah, I know I know we adopt Christmas angels from the, mm-hmm. the angel tree each year, which is is one. What's something that you? Well, we've done we have done that so many times. Or the Operation um, Shoebox, Operation Christmas Child. Yes, yes, um, and that's just where you fill up a shoebox mm-hmm. uh, and they send it overseas to children that would not receive anything. Oh. And so, yes, we need to all take the time, whether it's an angel tree or something like this. There's a lot of needy families out there. There is. I know most communities have um, families that you can adopt at Christmas and you can provide for them their Christmas dinner, the gifts as well. Or maybe you can partner with, um, you know, with with another family to provide everything that a family would need for, you know, to make their Christmas. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yes, let's take the time to do something. Well, last but not least, Janet says she has kept a magical Christmas tradition alive over generations. As a child, she would eagerly await Santa's arrival, looking for signs like boot tracks in the snow and half-eaten cookies. When Janet had her own children, she and her husband would recreate these signs, including Santa footprints in the snow, ringing the sleigh bells. Now a grandmother, Janet watches her own children carry on the tradition, keeping the magic of Santa alive year after year. Warms her heart. I love it. So good. So good. As we wrap up today's episode, we're reminded that traditions vary. They all share common threads of love, connection, and joy. We hope that these traditions or something that we've talked about will inspire you to create or continue your own family traditions this holiday season. Yes. And we just want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Yes, yes. And remember that Jesus is the reason 
for For the the season. season. He is. Amen. Well, if you have not subscribed to the Without Fear of Her Future podcast, please click the subscribe button for new episode notifications. And as we wrap up today, I want you to take a moment to imagine this. Imagine waking up each morning excited for what the day holds. Imagine waking up every day and feeling comforted, knowing that you and your family are financially secure. What if I told you that everyday women just like you are making life-changing profits through investing in real estate? 90% of the world's millionaires are created through investing in real Mm. estate. And the real estate investing blueprints provided by our highly acclaimed masterclass, Without Fear of Her Future, is the fastest way that you can do the same. This isn't your typical masterclass. It's a life-altering transformation that will pay for generations to come. Click the link in the description of this episode to register for the next masterclass now. Thank you for joining us today. On behalf of the Women's Real Estate Investors Network and Teresa Todd, I'm Melissa Baker, encouraging you to be brave, dream big, and have a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.